Welcome to Cooler Heads with your host, Jed Hafer of Mission Peace. This is a show about finding the voice of reason in contentious times, trying to have more reasonable conversation with less venom and division. Now, here's Jed Hafer. Welcome to Cooler Heads. This is your host, Jed Hafer. So appreciate you tuning in. This week, we're going to talk about a very tough issue. We're going to talk about race. And let's start with this week's reasonable take. Every week, I'm going to try to give you a reasonable take, and here is my attempt on race. I believe that we are all God's children, and I believe that we're supposed to get along. I believe that we are not supposed to be divided and hateful over any differences, whether they be race or skin color or anything else. I want you to do an experiment with me. I don't know you, but I'm going to test my ESP powers, all right? You have some hopes. This is what I know about you. Without meeting you, Without knowing who you are, I know that you have some fears. I know that you have some frustrations. I know that one of those is people who are looking down at their cell phones instead of looking at the light when it turns green and they're at the front of the line, it's time for them to go and they're holding you up. I know that about you. I know that you sometimes forget the time or the temperature that you're supposed to cook something and you have to go back to the trash or the recycle bin and get the box out and check those directions. And you're shaking your head right now because you do that. I know that sometimes when you're driving in somewhere with a low clearance, it's like a parking garage or a drive-through, you kind of duck your head down, like that's actually gonna help. If it lops off the top of your car, that's actually just gonna help that you duck down. You do that, you duck your head down in your vehicle as though that's that's a helpful or useful thing to do. I know these things about you. Now I want you to look down at the color of your skin. I knew all that without knowing anything about your race or the color of your skin. My point is that we are more alike than we sometimes realize and that we have a lot more things in common than we do things to fight over. And certainly to me, race or skin color is a terrible thing to use to judge someone, hate someone, discriminate against someone. All that said, I tend to be one of those people who's not thinking about it all the time. Easy for me. I would put myself in this category. Sometimes I am racially insensitive, meaning, and I want to make this distinction between racism and racial insensitivity. I think a lot of people, a lot of my friends of many races are racially insensitive, meaning they slash we will crack jokes, will not be hypersensitive about an issue of race. Just like you might kid your friend, you might kid a friend about weight, or you might kid them about being bald, or you might kid them about being old. My kids get me on all all of those, all of the above. Uh, There's an insensitivity, but it also comes with familiarity and it comes with relationship. Now, if I don't know you and I crack a a joke, a type of joke like that, a joke in one of those categories, that insensitivity on a level that is downright uh, offensive, right? Could be downright harmful, uh, especially to me if I say the wrong thing to the wrong person. To those people who are hypersensitive and calling every everything racism. Uh, We're going to talk to my friend Paul Browning. He's going to be our guest this week about this issue. I don't feel like that's helping either. I don't want to be one of those people who pretends their race is no issue whatsoever. I also don't want to be one of those people who's so hypersensitive to it that it gets in the way of really good things in the relationship and things that we should be agreeing on and ways that we should be getting along and working together. That's it. That's a reasonable take. If you agree, if you disagree, we love your feedback on all the various social media. 
On the line with me is a very good man, Jason Roshek, Jason Roshek Partners, Coldwell Banker, First Choice Realty. If you are buying or selling a home, this is the guy you want to talk to. Jason, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. What do you got going on right now? What I want to talk about is Monday night at Woodland Park, U Pass Cultural Center, Krabby Tax Night. Krabby yeah, Tax it, Night. Yeah. It's 35 bucks a person. You get one hour and you get to eat as much crab as we can possibly serve you in one hour. That is fantastic. And and what's what's this all about? Why are you doing this? Great question. So I'm a UPass Qantas member and Qantas members, we help serve children. So there's Qantas all around the world. But this case is to help children in Teller County. And more importantly, for you to eat as much crab as possible in one hour. <laughs> so this is a fundraiser for Kiwanis uh, Ute Pass, and it's uh, it's going to benefit children in Teller County. And this is the kind of stuff that you do, Jason. That's why I appreciate you. You are like Mr. Community, uh, not just in Woodland Park, but in the whole region. Uh, if people do want to get a hold of you, say they, they you know, buy and sell a home in this hot real estate market, how might they do such a thing? Best way is to call me, 719 719- Two three seven zero three nine four, or you can text that number. And then you got that website that is jasonroshek.com. Correct. And that's R O S H E K. Man, I, th- I love what you're doing. That's so cool. I hope everybody uh, shows up for Krabby Tax Night. May 17th. Ute Pass Cultural Center there in Woodland Park. Yeah, see you soon. We also have something each week we call The Pulse, where I hear from you. I get your texts, I get your messages, and I read them. And I'm just going to read a little part of a great one that I got from a friend of mine who is a teacher. And I didn't get permission to give her name, so I'm just going to read this and just know that this is a wonderful human being and said that she teaches every year in her classroom on a book called Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. Pretty heavy and intense book about racism, and it starts the conversation. And she tells her students, if someone were to go around this classroom and give each of us a paper cut, we would all bleed red. Every scholar in here knows what it's like to experience sadness and frustration and elation, yet we are all different races. And she goes on to talk about how she does her best to have empathy for all of her students and and teach them these lessons and how it generally goes pretty well. These discussions and these lessons within her classroom tend to go pretty well. That's encouraging to me that we have great educators out there who are setting out to understand. Uh, we, we often say this, that it's not just uh, if I can feel empathy or I can say, oh, I know how you feel. It's the, it's the effort that I make to try to understand. I think that's a better way to say it. Not, oh, I understand, but I, I want to. I'm making the effort to understand. Every week, I'm going to have your messages, and, and we'll, we'll kind of take the pulse. And I apologize, because we have so much time we want to devote to our wonderful guest. It's interesting. Last week, we had the legendary Jim Fay, who was 87 years old. This week, we have Mr. Paul Browning, who was number 87 for the Cleveland Browns, along with uh, many other athletic accomplishments I'll let him talk about, and we'll compare. I mean, we're pretty much the same, because I was, I was all co Coast almost, uh, <laughs> except for that I didn't live on a coast and I wasn't very good. But uh, my guest today is Paul Browning. Uh, this is what I can tell you about Paul. He's a good man. He has a good heart. He has a heart for this thing we call respectful engagement. And he has schooled me at times, I'll be honest, where I had a, a less understanding of race issues than, than I should. And I try, to, I try to walk my talk here and have an open mind and listen to people. And Paul has been a wonderful and honest uh, friend and, and source of information 
information. Full disclosure, he also works with us at Mission Peace. He is in charge of our community stuff. And I know he has a real heart for taking the ideas of respectful engagement out to young people so that we can kind of affect uh, multiple sides of the issue. But without further ado, please welcome to Cooler Heads, Mr. Paul Browning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you bringing me on. And I, I feel honored that on this topic that you were like, let's look to uh, to Paul and, and see what he's got to say. And I think I do a pretty good job of keeping a cool head. So That's right. You do have a cool <laughs> head. The honor is mine. And and honestly, that is part of why I wanted to bring you here. It's, it's not just, uh, you know, we can shamelessly promote Mission Peace and all the cool stuff that we do. If, if someone ever has the great wisdom to uh, hire us, they might see you and I on the microphone together talking again, honestly, about, about tough issues. But with the goal, we have the same goal and the same heart for this, which is to bring people together and make things better moving forward. Before we can do that, we need to be honest. So my reasonable take this week is that basically we're all God's children. We should love each other. We should get along. There's a but coming. <laughs> it's it's not that easy. It's more complicated than that. And, and that's what I really wanted to bring you in to talk about, because truly, I'm not just saying this, but I've learned some things about that from you. When we very first met, I said, I, I, I can't really put myself in your shoes. I want to. going to try, but I can never really do it. Let's start with this. Can you talk a little bit about racism that you've encountered? Maybe overt, covert, maybe it's in the NFL, maybe it's uh, in, in other areas of life, but can you just talk a little bit about your experience as a black man? I think the first thing when we talk about racism and a lot of like, this is my opinion, I don't ever want to make it seem like I'm speaking for, for everybody or for all, all black people, but you're speaking uh, for you. Yeah. You know, I, I speak for me and, and, and I feel like when it comes to uh, racism, I think there's a lot of outside forces that contribute to an actual racist encounter mm -hmm. of things that can contribute to that. With that being said, I know I've had a, a couple different encounters, especially being here in, in Colorado Springs, being able to deal with a different type of, of racism. You know, it's not like, you know, 1950 Jim Crow racism that you, you're dealing with. It's, you know, um, I mean, let me be careful how I say it's not what you see nowadays because there is still some of that that you may see, but um, a lot of times it's covert, if that's the right. Covert, more yeah. more subtle. Yeah, uh, way more subtle. So Because there's not a there's not as much boldness to be racist. Everybody, I think, in their heart knows it's wrong, yeah. but that doesn't mean that their behavior or their attitudes have changed to the point that they need to. Yeah, and I believe everybody, I believe you probably could have dealt with some type of racism, but um, it hits a little harder when when you look at some of the infrastructures built within a society, maybe somebody of some class is treated a certain way and then somebody of a different class is treated in a certain way and how that can affect either party where, like I said, you may have dealt with racism in the past before and not really, it really wasn't an issue because you're like, well, you know, I mean, it may not affect my my livelihood as much uh, versus maybe a kid who he feels like he's dealing with racism all the time because he's walking, he's trying to walk home from school and he's always getting picked on by the same cops who want to stop him and frisk him in a, in a New York City street or something like that. So it's there's we all deal with different type of, of issues when it comes to that. But like I said, most of the time what we're seeing nowadays is, is very subtle. I know I've dealt with subtle things and from the workplace down to encounters with uh, with police. Now you um, actually had that happen. It wasn't uh, as, as tragic an ending as we see in some of these cases. But if I recall the story, you, you were out running because you're an athlete. Yeah. As a young man in your neighborhood and you wind up 
right in front of your house. Yeah. But not before a police officer sees. Talk a little bit more about, about how that went down. And I think this is, uh, I don't necessarily want to call this racism as much as this is. I've got uh, some ideas up. on terminology that we can, yeah. we, I'd like to actually start to change some terminology because if we lump everything into one category, if we say, oh, that's racist, that's yeah. not as helpful as saying uh, false assumptions. Yeah. We all do that, as yeah. you said. And, and things that have happened to me would probably fall more in that category, but it's, it's different than someone who sets out with the intent to harm. Yeah. So this is probably a guy doing his job, but he makes a bad assumption based on what he sees. 100%. But it, it's uh, being able to see me, a, a kid who's, who's uh, you know, coming home. I wasn't even running, which that should make it even less. So then, oh, you know, man. It, wasn't like I was, it wasn't like I was running from something. I was, I was just walking home and I remember coming from the Wyfield High School parking lot and a cop kind of pulls up on me. He's like, yeah. I mean, hops right out the car. And he's like, hey, where are you, where are you going? So I'm going home. He said, where's home? Pointed right there. said, my house right there. And he's like, all right, that's great. But then, you know, put your hands on the hood. So I'm, immediately I was frisked at that, that moment. Were you told any was... reason like they were looking for somebody? No. And, like and the thing was, I was like 17. So I don't, I have no idea. I, I don't know what to do. I just feel, I just know that the cop is, is going to frisk me and I don't have anything. And it's just something I just got to deal with. I don't know that he needs to have a reason to do that. You know that so, now because you're involved with Mission Peace, and it, we're uh, we're learning a lot about again respectful engagement from both both sides. Because I'm sitting there thinking, okay, how would I feel? How would I feel? I don't know. You're you're starring at Widefield High School. You're catching you're catching bombs and scoring <laughs> touchdowns, and and then you headed off to, to CSU Pueblo where you guys won a national championship, and you caught a lot more uh, yeah. touchdowns. So that's a comfortable place. You probably liked going to school, I would imagine, yeah. because you're this short distance between your school and your home is that should be friendly territory very friendly territory that's what it should be and, and instead yeah. you have something like this that again I, I can't really put myself in those shoes and say oh that's what that would feel like I have no idea right and like I said I, I'm not going to say that that cop was racist that's not I'm not going to say that at all I don't think that that was it, what, it, what it was at all I think infrastructure of the United States I feel like since way back there's been a criminalization of black men and that's that's what I believe in that's what um, I've been able to do my research and see some of these examples of it truly believe. And I think other people can be able to see if they were to do their research that there's just has been a criminalization of a black man. So yeah, if I am, I don't think I get stopped the same way if I'm a white kid walking through the parking lot. I really don't. You see me, maybe maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe I'm walking through this neighborhood and I'm not supposed to be here. Trayvon Martin walking through his gated community in Florida. George Zimmerman thought he shouldn't be there. And I don't know if you ever walk anywhere and you feel like... <laughs> You're not supposed to be there. You know what well, I'm saying? Like, I'm in such bad shape that if I'm walking anywhere, it feels like it's just not right. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different issue. Th this but is then, what. Th this is what I want to ask. The, the solution for things like this. Watch so many people pushing for a political solution. Mm -hmm. If if there's really going to be something that creates a lot of positive change, it's probably going to have to transcend politics, right? It's probably yeah. not from politicians. Sorry for pardon my use of bad language uh, when I say politics. <laughs> now there are a lot of them are trying to do good. But I just, I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer here is individual understanding and communication and to just overuse our phrase, respectful engagement. On the individual level, to me, that's where, where real change happens. And I, I wish we had tons more time to talk about the, the big picture. But uh, for you, what is your hope for going forward? What do you hope to see in terms of, of race relations in our, in our society? Gotta be us understanding each other 
other, if we can understand each other's plight, none of us are natives of America. Right. Unless you're a Native American. But it's 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 one of the things where if we can all understand that and we can understand that it's okay to have those differences, it's okay for you to be a Christian, for me to be Muslim, for me to be Catholic, for, you know, whatever. If we can all understand that and we can let people, people just got to be able to, to to live their lives. I mean, we we try to micromanage way too much. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, and, and I think at what I believe, I believe it's a fear tactic. Yes. I think it's, a, it's all a fear tactic of we don't know what we're seeing. So we have to tell ourselves in our mind what we're looking at. And I feel like, it's, like I said, I feel like somebody can hop on here in the comment section and, you know, do a, a whole elaborate uh, take on it. But that was our um, show last week. I mean, Jim Faye talked about we're coming from different places and different experiences. And so it's hard for us to imagine that someone else doesn't just feel the same way we do. But let me ask you, so when, when we say we have to understand one another, that, that might start on an individual level with me as the white guy, not just trying to brush it all under the rug and say, oh, you know, it's in the past. Uh, it's not going on now. Let's just get over it and move forward. That, that Honestly, I've been guilty of that kind of, of thinking. And, and you're one of the people that helped me say, well, wait, wait a second. It wasn't that long ago terrible history in our country that you don't just get over it. There's some time and there's some some catching up, some moral catching up and some attitudes that still have to shift. And as much as I tend to be an optimistic guy and say, hey, everything's fine. Let's go. Let's move forward. Let's not dwell on the past. Let's not look back and dredge up all this awful pain and all this awful behavior. Uh, at the same time, it's not very realistic of me if you're a uh, loved one got hurt real bad and you like in, in two seconds later, you just went, hey, you're fine. Let's go. And there was no empathy or no ability to say, wait a minute, there's some real lasting hurt that affects you today. I mean, I think that's the best way you you put that right there. Just about somebody being in a relationship and imagine you're in a relationship with your significant other and you hurt them really bad. And then five years down the line, you're asking them to like, why haven't you forgot about that yet? Like, what do you... Or five minutes, you know, five, what, in perspective, you know, it's and, not that long ago that where some awful stuff was, was going on. And, and, you know, to this day, there's awful stuff. Yeah. That and on. we all deal with certain type of trauma that we're holding on to and hanging on to. And we got to work through our entire life to get through it. So something that could have happened to me, I just was talking about something when I was 17, I'm 28 now. But if you don't think that that is still, that sits in my mind, of course, a hundred percent it does. And that was 11 years ago. That's it's not something that I deal with that I'm not currently dealing with right Right now, but it is still something that I'm like, well, you're no, affected th- by it. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, if I, if because I have kids and I have a 17 year old, I'm gonna think back to that. And if we, I think you you hit on it where you said, kind of gotta you know start understanding everybody else. We do have to understand ourselves first. And what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? If I can get that part answered, and I can go, okay, I'm getting pulled over by the police. What am I afraid of? I know what I know what I'm afraid of, and I know that's why I'm gonna act a certain way. You know, lady walking down the street sees a. a a man coming her way. I don't know. I'm not a woman, so I don't know exactly how how that feels, but he may come off intimidating and she feels a certain way. Well, what is she afraid of? It's it's trying to understand, well, what are we afraid of? And once we can kind of answer those questions, because that's going to, this how we act towards each other. And then two, after we figure out what are we afraid of, is it rational at Mm -hmm. all? You know what I'm saying? So like, if it is just me being in a nice neighborhood, like what are you truly afraid of when you see me in a nice neighborhood? Really think that that's the reason why you'll see, you know, I know the, the, the internet goes crazy. Love it when they <laughs> go crazy on that with Karens. 
calling the police on everybody, you know, having loud music or whatever. I don't know. But that, I mean, that's just, that is one of the things where what are we truly afraid of and what, when can we rationalize it and, and understand how we can fix that and, and have an understanding of how am I reacting to it? And is this the, is this the proper way to react to it? Um, I love how you become a commercial for Mission Peace because these are the <laughs> principles that we teach where it starts with self-awareness. You know, when we teach de-escalation, I've got to recognize what's going on with me first and it's something scaring me or something from the past hurting me. And we start with self-awareness and then we move into the other awareness, awareness of the other person. This is the final thing I wanted before we let you get out of here, man. I want to ask you, because you also coach young people, what do you want to teach them coaching football? And please do, please do shamelessly plug uh, your, your coaching business, because I know you're, you're coaching right now some high, high level uh, young prospects yeah. who will probably <laughs> hopefully be doing what you did and playing at this very high level. But, but uh, talk about that for just a second and, and then maybe what your hope is for uh, something that you want to impact these young people with. I'm, I'm glad you did even say that. I, I, I think, um, so I, I'm, I've got Lionheart PBRA, Paul Brown Receiving Academy, and we work with a lot of high schoolers. I've worked with college guys and even assisted working with, with some pro guys getting ready for the combine. Really working on receiver development and uh, developing the receiving skills of guys who play American football. I always have to say American, American football. American gridiron is my family in Australia. They call it gridiron. Gridiron football. Yeah, because if you say football, that's not what you're talking no, about. No, exactly. How, uh, is, there, is there a place they can find out more about PBRA? Yes, definitely. So the website's getting ready to go up, uh, lionheartpbra.com. Uh, but other than that, you can be able to, to look it up and check it out at lionheartpbra. Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Excellent. Uh, but a uh, shameless plug. We do that here. <laughs> yeah, we I do that. I love it. Beyond that, uh, we do want to work with young men and developing them into, you know, outstanding young men who who understand how to get through society. And, and one of the greatest things football does teach is for us how, how to work together. One thing that you throw away is the differences. When you're okay? on the football field, you can't be thinking about skin color. I totally cannot, you know, deal with racism on the football field. That That's a, a real thing as well. That's a different conversation. But, you know, when you have your teammates, you throw away all of that stuff because there's a common goal that you're trying to reach. It's just like after 9-11 happened, there's a lot more in America that we didn't really care about because we felt like as Americans we were under attack. That's right. So there's so it's so it's it's one of those things where you can throw away that what's going on on the outside. We can hone in on what this team is and who we are. You know, football will teach you to, to that's how we that's how we interact with others. So it'll put um, you to teach you to put the superficial aside and focus on the important. Yeah, and you accept it. And I have this now love for Florida or my friends from California, my friends from Texas, whatever, my friends from Wyoming, doesn't matter. But we're able to actually see these things and you like, you hold on to it. And it's yeah. like in America, for us to be a whole melting pot, it is something where we need to live by that of understanding, yeah, we have so many different people from so many different places and that's great. And that's what makes us so great because we have all these different cultures. We have all these different people and we got to be able to accept it. And there doesn't need to be any type of, you know, one person is on the top or one type of people is superior, whether it's man, woman, whether it's uh, race, whether it's religion, whatever, that we have all these different things that make America excellent place to be at. Especially me dealing with my kids that I coach, we can always teach that and preach that of, hey, like the differences are, are, are okay. I'm not afraid to be a black American. And I say that, but I am, I'm an American and I know that, but I also know that there's a heritage that, that I come from and there's a tradition and, you know, a culture, a black culture that I love and I so appreciate it. You know, those who are Irish, they 
love it. They, there's no reason for them to go, oh, let me just throw Irish off because I just want to be American. No, I mean, like, we can take it all. You can be all of that. You can be everything. I don't have to just be a football player. I can be a football playing black man, business owner, a philanthropist, whatever. We, I could be everything. And it's like, we need to be able to accept those changes. Once we can do that, I mean, we won't really be talking about race being such issue because we're already seeing each other for who we are rather than having these assumptions of what everybody's telling me I'm seeing. That is the dream right there that we could get to this place where we, it's not that our differences don't exist, but they don't separate us. They don't divide us because we're working toward this common goal, which is good. Uh, our, our eyes are on something bigger and better and more important than, than fighting over our differences. Man, I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on and for imparting to our audience uh, your, your, your great thoughts on this. And I'd, I'd love to have you back. Will you come back? Oh, 100%. We got so much more to talk about. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I, I feel like I had too cool of a head. Yeah, we didn't get heated enough. We got to get, oh, yeah. get even Next more heated. Time, Let's talk about it's gonna get let's talk yeah. about like the Broncos or something. Let's Ooh. talk about Tim Tebow. Oh, it's gonna yeah, then it'll get <laughs> it'll get ugly, it'll get it'll get harsh. Yeah. There'll be some harshness. <laughs> Cooler heads will not prevail. That is Mr. Paul Browning, uh, a wonderful coach, the wonderful athlete, and a guy that I'm really proud to call friend. Paul, thanks for being here. And you're listening to Cooler Heads on KPPF. A great big thanks to our sponsors for Cooler Heads, Aspen Roofing Company, 719-684-0760. If you need a roof, you need an estimate, anything you need, these guys do a great job for you. Again, that's my friends at Aspen Roofing Company, 719-684-0760. Also, my very good childhood friend, Mr. Scott Seaman, mortgage broker, applywithscott.com. If you want to get a mortgage or a refi while the rates are still low and reasonable, this is the time to get a hold of Scott. He will take great care of you. I would trust this dude with my life. Get a hold of him. Apply with Scott.com or 719-352-7077. That's 719-352-7077. I want to thank my very special guest, Paul Browning of Mission Peace, also coaching kids up in the art of receiverness. I don't think that's a word, but Paul had just wonderful thoughts on this issue, and, and he's always so wise. We're going to have him back because uh, the time just flies when, when, when we're learning and when we're keeping our minds open. We always try to be reasonable here, and that's one of the things I've learned is the angrier we get, the dumber we get. So we try to not always respond with tons of emotion or defensiveness. We want to try to stay reasonable and rational, and I appreciate uh, Paul helping me do that and we sharpen each other we keep our minds open and we learn from each other that's the way it's supposed to go ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for being on this journey with us thanks for listening to Cooler Heads please share this with your friends if you didn't like it uh, share it with your enemies and just remember Cooler Heads will prevail and love will win this has been Cooler Heads with Jed Hafer of Mission Peace Presented by Scott Seaman of ApplyWithScott.com and by Jason Roshek from Coldwell Banker, First Choice Realty, and by Aspen Roofing Company, Inc. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. for Cooler Heads and listen to the podcast on Podbean.